welcome to season one, episode 40. That's Vente twice of the hate napkin, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, oh, my daughter's screaming at me from the other room. I've just woken her up on this beautiful Sunday morning in Columbia, the armpit of the devil's asshole, South Carolina. I am your co-host, Eric. That's Eric with an A and Eric with a K. And we're also not joined again by our other wonderful co-host, Garrett, with two R's and two T's, who likes the show, he tells me at lunch, but just can't get away from the kids and wife. All right, we're also joined by our sound engineer, Polly from Bali, who's probably joining us from the boring, killing fields of Phnom Penh again. Is that right? No, no, no. Okay, now we're also joined by our special guests, all end of the center square, Carla from... Burnt Corn, Alabama. I am the manager of the local Dairy Queen and the editor-in-chief of the Burnt Corn Register and Tribune. Oh, wow. Burnt Corn, Alabama wouldn't be nothing but a hole in the wall without you there, Carla. It's still a <laughs> hole in the wall. Wait, Burnt Corn or you? <laughs> I was once in Iceland. I was in Reykjavik traveling. That's one of the, my favorite. By the way, you can listen to us in Reykjavik or anywhere in Iceland at anchor.fm. That's anchor.fm. For all of your podcasting logistics and entertainment needs, go to anchor.fm. Look up the hate napkin, by the way. So I was in Iceland. And believe it or not, I'm not making this up, folks. You can look it up. There is a penis museum in Iceland. I need the address. <laughs> Middle of downtown walkway, Reykjavik. Like, I was just wandering along, and there was in front of me a giant sign, the penis museum. Or I think it was like the phallus museum. Inside the penis museum, there is a, there are in jars, I'm not making this up, penises, of every flora, well not flora, of every fauna in, in, in Iceland. So from like little rodents and shrews to giant whales, that's a big jar. They have on display, including I believe a human phallus, also in a jar. Um, Anybody so I know? <laughs> well, your name was tattooed on this. Anyway, um, <laughs> it said, Carla Can you from, narrow that down? It said Carla from BK, but all this time I thought it was Burger King. I guess it was burnt corn, now that we know. <laughs> but I'm serious. I mean, if you ever wondered what, you know, what a pig's dick looks like, it's a corkscrew and it's in a jar there in, uh, in Iceland. You haven't but met my ex. I know what a pig's dick looks like. <laughs> I was going to say that stripper that dated Donald Trump. That's what a pig's dick looks like, too. Like, I was like, oh, you have some mushrooms here. No, that would be Trump's talk. But then I asked if they had a vagina museum, and they said, yes, it's right over there. It's just a little hole in the wall. <laughs> All right, ladies, I'll be here every week. Sadly, he will. All right, let's get her started. Does anybody have something for the hate napkin on season one, episode 40? Gosh, we're just 10 episodes away from 50 20 minute segments wasting your time. I got one. It's minor, but it must be said as a man right. living in Asia seafood on pizza. Do not. Oh. I have had full clams with the shell where I've picked up the slice of pizza. And bit in, and ah! almost broke my tooth, and there was a sh a clam shell on my pizza. 
This is wrong on every level. Wait, does that include anything from the sea? So would this include seafood and anchovies? Uh, no, no, anchovies is something I'm used to. But uh, every right. well, but I don't even like those. But yeah, I would say all seafood on pizza. It it shouldn't shouldn't be. I was surprised to learn from my friend who owns a pizza place that anchovies is the fifth most popular topping in the United States on pizzas. I couldn't believe that. I like it. Like, yeah, but it's not. Who's where are all these people ordering anchovies? I just well, don't this, get it. Just, what's the percentage of Asians in America? Is it fifteen percent yet? Yeah, they clams love this number seven. <laughs> they love the seafood on pizza. Seafood on pizza, good. That's a good call. Like uh, you shouldn't put like ocean worm tubers or you know whale balls, anything out of the sea, with the exception of anchovies. How about that? Well, have or you pineapple. seen? Have you seen fish? <laughs> Barnacle? Barnacle beats. <laughs> Can I have some? Can I have some toxic sludge or hyper, New Jersey New Jersey hypodermic needles to wash up on pizza? <laughs> this is yeah, but this reminds me of the time I was in Haiti once, the uh, island nation of Haiti there in the Caribbean, and I was staying with this family that wanted to give me kind of the American experience. They were very kind. They decided to make me pizza. <laughs> pizza consisted of a it was a loaf of bread cut in half with a command <laughs> a can of tomato soup on it <laughs> and like chunks of and chunks of feta cheese. <laughs> okay, that's and, disgusting. <laughs> all sort of just put in an oven for 25 minutes. And I was being I was just trying to be a very, you know, gracious um, guest. And of course, I, I ate it and smiled. <laughs> and then, then, then it was like, we think you would like to get a haircut. I was like, no thanks. <laughs> if that's your version of pizza, I don't want you touching my Caucasian hair. Thank you very much. <laughs> now, did you order the pizza or they just... No, no, they you? just thought that since I was from the United okay. States that I would like pizza. But they so had now, no idea. Is that what happened to your head? Like, was that in Haiti? This uh, tragic accident? <laughs> You know, this is a heritage hat. This has a reflection of my heritage as a once and former raper and pillager of nations all the, from Scandinavia to Baghdad. I would appreciate it if you didn't mock my heritage of violence oh, and looting. I didn't know you. I did. Here's, here's something I really hate. It's also small on the scale of like people being slaughtered in Myanmar, Kiev. Um, but still, we are in the first world and these problems really matter. I can't stand it when I go to Target or any other number of stores now and I bring up a, a case of like hard seltzer uh, or a, a bottle of cheap THN barefoot wine. That's THN barefoot wine. We step on the grapes for you. <laughs> and it's just, just a little more of it. Anyways, and then I'll bring up like a case of Benadryl and, and then they'll say, we need your driver's license. They don't just need my driver's license to verify my agent. As you can tell, ladies and gentlemen, if you're joining us on YouTube, I certainly look like I'm under 21. They don't just need my ID. They need to scan my driver's license. You know, in South Carolina, I imagine in most other states now, there is a barcode in the back. I don't mean to get too 666 conspiratorial here, but there's a barcode on the back of your driver's license. They don't need to just know... 
you know, verify my age, they need to somehow record in some database somewhere that I drank some hard lemonade today. Or that I might have bought another packet of Benadryl at some other target somewhere else and I'm possibly opening up a methamphetamine lab in my house. Or I just fucking need more Benadryl because I don't feel good. What the hell is with scanning my driver's license? So when did this start? What, what did we just like? When we did we were the frog in the pot boiling, and all of a sudden they get to scan our ID over alcohol. So or, which which uh, car which, which was it, Eric? Was it the meth lab? Was it the uh, Benadryl addicted? What which was the answer? What do you think I'm wearing this hat for? <laughs> I clearly have a meth lab in the basement. <laughs> The crawl space. Good thing you don't want to draw attention to yourself. So in burnt corn there, do they in Alabama, do they also scan when you go to the drive-in liquor store? Do they also scan your driver's license? No, they assume we are all running meth labs. (laughs) Don't even bother. Like everybody else around here has got a still in a meth lab in the back. Oh, but is is this a concept in Asia? Do they even care? In Asia, do they? Is there anywhere they actually care about how old you are to buy anything? Uh, I don't think so, because usually the kids are buying it for their father or grandpa. Or, um, just the way it used to be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So th- I I actually think the less enforcement really, it's kind of like it makes it less taboo. So like the kids don't want to do it because they see their grandpa's drunk all the time or the dad's drunk all the time. They can buy it. They don't, it doesn't, it doesn't make it a taboo thing. So I think, I think the reason why we end up with rules in the industrialized nations is that the alcohol companies control the laws and they know they can sell more by having these laws. And yeah, the the irony uh, being is if they work, behind the scenes to create taboo, taboo. restriction. It will right. create more desire from the infantile. I do have something for the hate napkin. Um, I don't, uh, <laughs> it's not popular. I mean, I've already trashed so many things in here that leave us with almost no fan base possible. <laughs> but, but I've abstained from saying I hate dogs in previous episodes by saying things like, I uh, hate animals that eat their own poo. Right, you know, that left goats and dogs pretty much. But I, I hate, I hate dog owners who live in apartments. Dog owners who live in apartments or other places that are not suitable for certain types of animals as pets. Dogs, as much as I, they're not my favorite animal in the world, they don't deserve to be confined to this tiny little space. If you're going to own a dog, I don't care if it's a a, a wiener dog or a you know, Anatolian Shepherd. Your dog deserves the space it needs to run about. Constraining an animal like a dog to a tiny space is just evil. It's wrong. It's immoral. And there are tens of millions of Americans who are just fucking morons. I gotta have a dog. Well, you know what? Then go get a house. Then instead of living in an apartment, go, but we have a dog park. Well, guess what? When can your dog go to the dog park? Oh, the five minutes that I'm home every day. You know, that's just bullshit. Don't put your fucking animal in a small space if it really needs to run about. It'd be like, you know, would you put a cow in an apartment? Would you have like a, a, a herd of sheep? Or a have flock you ever of been geese? to burnt corn? <laughs> I imagine burnt corn, home of the meth lab. 
they have sheep friendly apartments, but it's not what you think it is. Oh, it is exactly what I think it is. <laughs> I thought this was Alcoholics Anonymous. You didn't tell me it was Animals Anonymous. <laughs> By the way, have you met my wife, Beatrice? <laughs> <laughs> She's so good to me. <laughs> that's oh not a farm God. animal. That's my dad. <laughs> I, I, I hate, I hate pet owners who live in small spaces, uh, dog owners. And I also hate uh, dog owners who can't keep their fucking door locked. But don't leave your, your single animal by itself, period. You got to spend the time with it. They're just dickhead animal owners. And then, you know, they don't know what they're doing. So they drive to the Everglades and dump their boa constrictors and pit bulls and whatever animal off on the side of the road. And this is just, oh, yeah, this yeah, country is just... People will give up their dog because it, it, it put hair on their new couch. Like they, they don't know what right. they're getting into. So why the or fuck whatever. did you get a dog? I got the Siamese cat and it tore my curtains to shreds. Well, did you spend 15 minutes studying the animal, the breed, before you got it and realized what it was going to do to your home? And I yep. also do like But the- this leads right into the thing I was going to put on the hate napkin. All right. After our vet clinics that are open all night long, anyway that's what they're designed for but they use the time of day to charge outrageous prices this is a serious first world day folks serious first world day so you're saying that if your dog um comes down with some affliction and you have to take it in at two in the morning they'll charge Mm -hmm. way more than if you brought it in say two in the afternoon right because you don't want the dog to die Right. So they'll take advantage of your need and the animals. Basically, they're taking advantage of the animals need and pulling a Viking on our pocketbooks. That's correct. (laughs) Why do you have to charge so much? You're open all fucking night anyway. Right. It's not like there isn't somebody there. Yeah, this is this is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, that happened to my actually this happened to me when like my cat came in in the middle of the night. He was missing a toe. I don't know what happened, some sort of scrape where he got caught or whatever. So he's bleeding severely, rushed him off. It's like, you know, one in the morning, $1,100. I'm like, what? There's no way. I mean, I should have just like put a bandaid on him at home. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's because you're right. It's the middle of the night. And I'm, you know, I'm practically not even awake waiting in the waiting room. I'm like, yeah, sure. Here's my credit card. I should have just taken the cat and run. <laughs> exactly. I mean, put yeah, put it, put it on, put it on my, put it on Thor's credit. I don't care. (laughs) It's predatory because they know how much Americans love their pets as they work all day and leave their dogs alone in the apartment all night. But when the dog gets sick, they know that we're going to race to get the medical care. And so it's they like, gouge you. And the, animal's like, you. And the animal's like, what? It took me losing two toes for you to finally spend 20 minutes with me? <laughs> yeah, it's called quality time. Don't put animals in the house if your house isn't big enough to contain them. And and, and veterinary 24-hour hospitals, fuck you. It shouldn't be a fucking mortgage payment. Fuck right. you. It's if more it's, than, more, more, than if, if it's more than $50, eat it or let it die. That's the golden rule. Well, now, see, that would be a nice crossbreed 24-hour vet clinic. <laughs> like, 
sweet. We know your golden retriever ate chocolate. It's, it might make it, it might not make it. But if it doesn't, <laughs> we've also got Bob over here is an excellent chef. <laughs> and for $50, you too can go home with an old yellow casserole. <laughs> You know what? It's just a matter of time. <laughs> it's a great business idea, really. There's something wrong with my snake. I think it swallowed the, 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 the rat backwards. Come well, back. I, come back in come six back months. Come back in 20 minutes. We'll have some... <laughs> come back in six months. We'll have two kinds of snake wine, of wine, of rice wine. Snake wine. I'm going to say come back in a month and we'll have a great pair of boots. <laughs> Pair of boots, come back in one year, rice wine. Oh, okay, I was depressed. Now I'm feeling better. <laughs> I want to know how you get a pair of boots out of a chihuahua. <laughs> you you through its anus. Barbie shoes. Yeah, just stick your foot up its ass. Those little bitches. Yeah, there's just not enough meat there either. I don't know what to do. Those, yeah, those should just be killed on sight. Well, I mean, we've, got a, everywhere. we've got all these drones. Can't we put them to good use? <laughs> I think we can totally change the mission of the U.S. Air Force drone program. <laughs> New mission to command. Take out yipper dogs everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I call them kickable dogs. They're kickable. No kickable. dog is kickable. The tiny. You know, not only ones, are they, they're kickable. They're not only kickable. They're lunchable. I'm okay with that, but not kick them. Well, you're gonna turn them. It's good for the meat, isn't that like what's that? Like Kobe beef? Let's <laughs> try to beat it a little yeah, bit. It's like lamb. It. You just gotta get the baby ones. <laughs> no, what? Oh, <laughs> I thought that was just for SIDS and cancer babies. <laughs> okay crossing that one off the list is there anything else that we can do before the world comes down on us hard okay I, I got one more kids who think that you're too stupid to know that they've used the same lie ten times already that they've been caught in and they think you're that dumb is there anybody named Cletus that you're thinking about specifically? Is it, <laughs> oh, God, no. Is it the I spilled yogurt on the towel again? Face towel again? Because I no. use that one a lot. Huh? No. No. I spilled yogurt on the towel. <laughs> I spilled yogurt on the towel. I, why didn't I think of that one? I kept saying that I kept saying a blur a bird flew into the room and shit on the towel. <laughs> that, listen, you can only use that one three times or so. Three times a day. Example, you can't use that more than three times a day. Of a, of a poor aisle lie that just doesn't make the cut anymore. Well, let's see. I I have like three plates left in the cupboard and the dishwasher and the sink are empty. <laughs> Where are all my dishes? Hmm. <laughs> what happened to the chihuahuas? 
so he's like, I haven't been eating in my room. And yet, mysteriously, <laughs> when I finally give up and walk away, about an hour later, I go open up the dishwasher and it's magically full. So the dish fairy put all the dishes in my dishwasher because he hasn't been eating in his room. Oh, no. This reminds me of something that happens in my house. We, I, I impose a few rules upon my own child. One of them is cans, wrappers, um, any food accoutrement out of the room every day by the end of the day. Of course, I'm forbidden from going into the room. But for some reason, the other day, her room smelled and reeked of fish so much that I had to go in there. I was like, what? Turns out one of her fish oil pills had popped and it just reeked of fish. But I, so I counted like 12 Dr. Pepper cans in her room and I closed the door and I came home and I said, you know, I really like you, you know, as we talked, you put all your cans away. Dad, there's no cans in my room. There's no cans in your room. No, there's no cans in your room. I'm like, so the 12 cans that I counted in your room earlier, I'm like, yeah, yeah, but those are only half empty cans. <laughs> so if you keep at least one ounce of fluid ounce of Dr. Pepper or more in the can, it's not a can. It's a it's a, a being used can. Okay, so we're gonna add idiotic teen rationalizations. There we go. Now we don't even have to insert idiotic. That's a bit um, duplicative, redundant. I, I'm just I'm, just teen I'm rationalization. I'm still wondering how a like a dish or a saucer can be more useful than like a face towel. I just don't know why you would use dishes. <laughs> Say goodnight, Gracie. What? Let me go get it. Aristocrats! Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the aristocrats! This episode, folks, is brought to you by THN Krusty Towels. THN <laughs> Krusty Towels when you want to make when you want to communicate I hate you your, both when you want to communicate your fecundity to your parents THN Krusty Towels just lay them anywhere you want under the kitchen table on the kitchen countertop in the doghouse THN Krusty Towels also brought to you by THN <laughs> Creamy butter. <laughs> you ain't creamy butter turning out hate and what you what you think might be cow milk. And anchor.com since 2020. Anchor.fm. Bite me. For all of your podcasting needs, folks. If they let us broadcast, imagine what you can do. Anchor.fm. 